from the prophet Isaiah. What we hear is a type of a invitation to a deeper reflection on our life. The Lord speaks through Isaiah to his people. And what does the Lord say to them? First of all, that when the Lord looks upon us, first of all, he looks upon us with tender care and love and mercy. He looks upon us, but he also sees in us something else. You know, the, you know that law, that the principle of that consequences of our original sin is there. And so we do things, we do things which are not always beneficial to us. And this is what the Lord says to us. He says that when justice and judgment dawns upon earth, the world's inhabitants learn justice, judgment, because we, we don't always do the things that we ought to do, we know. We don't always follow the Ten Commandments. We don't always follow the path by which the Lord leads us to himself and to happiness. And so, as Saint Isaiah says to us, we cried out in anguish under your chastising, but when we don't do, we don't follow you. As a woman about to give birth rides and cries in her pains, so were we in your presence, O Lord, because we conceived and ride in pain, yet giving birth to wind. We have not been able to attain salvation on our own. Salvation we have not achieved for the earth. The inhabitants of the world cannot bring it forth. Not possible for us. You know, looking at ourselves, there's something that goes beyond, beyond us. Yes, not only we do not exactly follow the Lord, but then we are not able to bring forth salvation. We're not able to bring forth eternal life. By your dead, but your dead shall live. Their corpus shall arise, awake and sing, you who lie in the dust. But God can give it to us. God can. He gives us the gift of life. And this is why today in our gospel, the Lord says to us, he says, come to me, all of you. Come, come to me. Come to me and experience all that I have prepared for you. Come to me and you'll come to know God of love, God of mercy, come to me and you experience salvation. You experience peace. You know, yesterday when we read in our gospel, when Jesus turned to the Father and he was praising the Father that he has revealed to the little ones, to those who are unable to grasp things, understand things. He says, come, come to me. And, and, and when he said yesterday, he was praising God the Father for revealing these little to all the little ones the mysteries of his kingdom. Uh, he is praising the Father, but right away, as we can see from the Gospel of Matthew, he turns to us and he says, you come to me, to me, all of you who are unable to grasp, to understand, who are not able to see things, who are unable to, to do things that you would wish because of our limitations. He says, I will give you those things. I will give you that. I'll give you that which you desire, which you long for. I remember I remember a couple, and I think this is, they are not just a typical couple. The, um, the, the gentleman was quite successful in his work, very innovative. He was able to, to receive a lot of benefits, material benefits. And so the two of them began to build a house of their dreams. 
And it was a, I've, I've seen that house of their dreams. I was there. And actually, it was a beautiful house. It was a beautiful house. It was a multi-million dollar house where everything was there in the right way. And they were, they were faithful. They were not... They were not unfaithful Catholics. They were. They, were they, they did not stop practicing the faith, but they wished to fulfill their wish and desire. And then what happens to them is that, and as the wife said so beautifully, she said, you know, we felt like we were two birds in the most beautiful cage. And we're always, we were there, we were delighting in what we did. And, and then we, also, we had to have other people to take care of it because there's too many rooms to clean, there's too many things to do. And so there we were, every day somebody would come to take care of the gardens, somebody would take care of, of the building. <clears throat> and, 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 and she says to me, and then we begin to ask the Lord, is this what you wish us to have? It's like a beautiful gift that we wish to have, and we've, we were able to fulfill all our wishes and desires, but our hearts became empty, and we want to do something for the Lord. So from that moment on, what they did is they began to, to do work for, for the Lord in his mission to spread the divine mercy, to organize, to organize groups, to share their resources with others. And then, and then 10 years of living in this dream house, they, you know, they, they as they said, that they had to uh, modify their life and they picked up a small home. And he says they were very happy knowing that whatever they were able to achieve was that they wished to offer it to the Lord, you know, and for his greater glory and honor, for the salvation, for promotion of the knowledge of his mercy. And, you know, I was so proud of them. I was so grateful to God for them. Not that because they had beautiful home, because they did. And they were generous. It wasn't just like they were just living for themselves. But the fact is that they understood that there's something greater. So come to me, the Lord says to all of us, wherever we are, whether we live in a wonderful place or whether we live in a, in a poverty-stricken area. It's not that. The Lord wants to give us divine riches. He wants to share with us the Father's love. He wants to share with us the, the, that intimate relationship with Him. And in that intimate relationship with God, who is always with us, He wants to give us what is the best. And, and not only that which is here on this earth, but especially a type of relationship that leads to the fullness of joy in heaven. And, and this is given to us for free. It doesn't matter where we are in our life. He offers this, he shares with us because he wants us to truly be happy. Because when we are in love, when we fall in love, when we are surrounded by love, we are happy because that's how we are. St. Augustine mentioned and told us that God, you made us for yourself. You made us for a relationship with you. And if we don't have this, then we're kind of empty. And, and we're, we're not able to, to possess that which you gave us. You know, because you made us for yourself and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. An hour away from here, in the state of New York, not too far from Albany, is a place called Oriesville, or a village of Osernanon, in the, from, the, from the Mohawk traditions. And it was a place where the Jesuits began their missions in 1600s. And you had Isaac Joke and René Goupil and others. Uh, the, these Jesuits ultimately, who began this mission, 
offered their lives, and many of them, four of them, died as martyrs. Yeah, but there was a village not too far from there where Kateri Tekakwita comes from, and she saw these Jesuit missionaries coming, uh, and, um, and she began to, to follow, and she began to embrace. Ultimately, she asked for baptism, she was baptized, uh, and um, there was a chapel in that village, a small chapel, and where she would go and pray, especially on Sundays, but even, even during the week as well. She began to pray. She, the Lord invited her to this profound union with him. Yes, she was an orphan. Her parents died, smallpox. She herself was, her face was sort of was marked with the, you know, the, the smallpox, as you know, with the, 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 the distortions. Uh, and, and so she began to love the Lord. She entered into this incredible communion with him, young as she was, just a convert. And yet she wanted to be like St. Catherine of Siena, to have this experience, deep, profound experience, and she did. So she lived her life by, by entering into this communion of prayer throughout, not only during the day, during her work. And, and, and she began to experience the joys and happiness of this relationship with Christ, this profound relationship. Uh, this kind of stirred up the people who were, you know, who were not exactly welcoming, and then so, so she she could not, they, they would not give her food on Sundays, as well as you know she was kind of pelted with stones whenever she would go to the chapel. Ultimately, she left and she went to near Montreal. There was a special colony for for in for Indians, for Native Americans who who were not able to to live wherever they were because of persecution. And so she went there, and, uh, and the way she describes is that she said that uh, usually those who became baptized could not receive Holy Communion right away until they could grow in faith. But when she went into this, this colony, she was able to convince her, this Jesuit this spiritual director, her confessor, whom she asked to, uh, she said she wanted to receive the Lord. She wanted to receive the Lord right away, and so she did. And, and, and she was, as the, uh, there was another Jesuit, uh, Father Pierre Francois Xavier, he was the one who wrote down the story about what, what he experienced. And then he says very beautifully about her, you know, even though she has not received her Holy Communion, but, but because he says that neophytes were not able to receive right away but uh, she induced her director to make an exception for her and she was permitted to receive and she and and he says, says that her love for the lord did not diminish in any way but as a matter of fact she began so she longed for him so much more and she grew as he says in leaps and bounds in her faith and then subsequently <clears throat> her sister was encouraging her to get married, persuaded her to marry, but she said, you know, uh, she, uh, Catherine says, or Kateri says, this is no longer time for deliberation. I am no longer my own. I have given myself unres unreservedly to Jesus Christ. But then the, the missionary, the Jesuit missionary says, but who will feed you and assist you in your infirmities when you grow old? You need, need to have a family. Uh, should God even remove your sister? 
And her response was very interesting. That is my least worry. <laughs> my least worry, my least anxiety. She replied, he who feeds the birds of the air will not let me lack the little I need to live. And then, um, and then subsequently after this, she went to Montreal and there she saw these nurses uh, in the hospitals who were nuns. And she saw that, she saw they're uh, taking vows. And, and so she again persuaded her spiritual director. He says, I would like to consecrate myself wholly to God by a vow, vow of chastity. And, and once again, the her spiritual director said, okay, um, I think that you are, since you long and you desire for that vow, and so he allowed her to, to take the vow of chastity. She's a wonderful example for all of us of someone who fell in love with God completely. And she experienced that in that love of God, that's all she needed. She did not need anything else. The Lord is inviting us, all of us, you know, no matter what our state of life is, to grow deeper in that love of the one who has loved us from the beginning. It is the second person of the Holy Trinity, our Lord Jesus, who became one of us, who's leading us to the Father. He's asking us to come and experience him. Come and experience that love that no human love can ever fulfill. Come to experience the security and safety of the one who's always there and will never abandon us that we may come to know the Father and his plan for us because the Father has revealed through Jesus what he intends for us to have and to be. He wants us to be with him for all eternity. And that is the invitation that we receive today, that invitation to, to come and rely on him, come to know him, come to know the mystery of God among us, come to know the mystery of love, which we come fully understandable and fruitful only in the end time. In the meantime, if we come to him, he'll make our burdens light. He'll make them easy, the things that we have to face each day, because with him at our side, with him in our heart, with him who is assisting us each moment, who remembers us, we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to worry. We don't have to, um, run around with full of anxiousness, anxiety, because the one who feeds the birds uh, of, the, of the sky will also take care of us. And so let us ask, especially Kateri Tekakwetha, that she may pray for us, that we may have the type of faith and love that she had until one day we shall see the Lord in heaven and live with him in his kingdom of joy. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast 
to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.